Hi, I'm Jono Scott. He's Ben Strivens. Hi. And we watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre, of the same genre, and watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you know when to hit play and when to run away. Hello and welcome to We Watch Anything, the show that peeks behind Netflix's curtains, opens its cupboard under the stairs, listens to its bump in the night and watches whatever we find there so you don't have to. <laughs> Jono, my wonderful co-host, how are you, sir? I'm very well, dude. I'm very well, dude. That was a wonderful intro, can I just say. Thanks. Really that was, good. That was a Top notch. third or fourth pass. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's episode 22, which is a very... It's a good place to be, It's a nice place to be, yeah. I like it. I'm enjoying it so far, anyway. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and, it's um, pretty much fun. And, and of course, what's, what's the subject this time, dude? Well, this time, we are sort of following on from last week's kind of uh, supernaturalist of vampires, we are going for ghosts, and really more specifically, I think, uh, a haunted house kind of vibe as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, yeah, so last time we did vampires with but with not really much of a sniff of actual horror in there, was there? No, although I do, I you know, I... It's interesting, it's one of those things you go, I read some stuff and I talked to some people about Kiss of the Damned, which I was fairly scathing about, and... Mm. And, you know, you think, should I watch this again? Because some, some people are quite pro, really. And I mm. think it's one of the things where I think, should I watch it again? Should I give this another chance? And then I decided not to. Because right. <laughs> a lot of the, the, the pro stuff that people say about it is very much like, yeah, but, you know, it's this great sort of, like, it's a pastiche, it's an homage to these movies of the 70s and the thing. And I think, well, that's great, but I, I, it still makes me think that that's very film school. Unless you've got something new and original to say, which, frankly, I didn't think she did, then making a pastiche or an homage is pretty pointless, unless it's a film school exercise, which is kind of what that felt like. So that's yeah. I, no, I don't want to rant on about it anymore, but that's still my no. answer. Actually, no, I still <laughs> thought it was rubbish. But... <laughs> but this week, yes, Supernatural ghost stories. A different thing, like, yeah, they're both, um, you know, we're both looking, looking at things with a rich history, aren't we? Rich yeah, law, well, as it were. I, I remember. Right, I've, I've, I've always been into ghost stories. To, to, as, as in, think I've loved reading ghost stories. Loved you are telling Mr. Ghost M. R. James. Yeah, when I was a kid, I loved them. I used to love being at school, and you know that thing where like friends get together and just tell the creepy story yeah. that's going around the school, and that feeling you get. I, I just love all that stuff. And I remember I used to complain that there weren't any good ghost story films because and and I think if you rewind a bit apart from you know the real bolt on classics there weren't really any good ones and then suddenly the others came along um, which was astoundingly good wasn't it yeah or well, still is it i watched it i guess well, it's, about a year and a half ago and it stands up like a mofo i think it stands up but i would say it's got that thing where because there've been so many films like it Yep. It, it 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 sort of makes it seem a little tired even though at the time it wasn't tired at all but but i, I one still thing remember that seeing that in the up, cinema I, the kids in that film are fantastic. They are, aren't they? They're really good. I remember one of my rants used to be, I wish they, I wish they had been cast in the um, Harry Potter films <laughs> rather than the lot they had because they were so good. But anyway, I, re- I really, lo- I think the others like started off a whole sort of wave of sort of Neo big budget, stories. sort yeah. of slick looking haunted house type movies, and, and it wasn't just that because like uh, I think the. I can't remember actually whether the Devil's Backbone comes before or after the others, but I really like the Devil's Backbone. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah, me too. But I think um, it's, I've got the Blu-ray sat on my shelf over there, unopened for some reason. Mm-hmm. I need to watch it. Um, but the uh, you know, it's sort of a more modern thing. Just mentioning Harry Potter, I really enjoyed the Woman in Black too. 
yeah, well, we I think we did mention. I, I'm definitely a fan of the Women in Black, and the thing is, it has some of the things I dislike about this modern wave of hor- of horrory ghost stories. In that, I don't really like the sort of too much jumpy scare, screaming face stuff. Sure, but the Women in Black, I just I really love. I think that sequence when he's in the house. And just the really, they really take their time, and it's kind of really old-fashioned, slow build, and the bit with yeah. the creaking that goes on. The sound the design, sound design is absolutely mind-blowing. But I think the way they do that, the sort of the house on the marsh with the causeway that disappears mm. and reappears, mm. it all feels so ominous. Like they, yeah. they really do build that up brilliantly. Yeah. Oh, do you know the sort of interesting trivia thing that? Um, so in the eighties, they made a TV version of the Woman in Black. That it was adapted for British TV. Oh, and the actor—I forget the name of the actor, but the actor who played him. So Daniel Radcliffe's character name in that is Kipps, isn't it, Mister Kipps? I, is that right? I actually I can't remember. I'm terrible. Well, let's just That's say terrible. for the sake of argument, it's Kipps. But yeah. it, the the bloke who played Harry Potter's dad in the films, oh yes, played that character in the 1980s oh, TV version really? of. That's, yeah, that's, that is some pretty good pub trivia right that's there. That's good actually. trivia, isn't it? Yeah, I, I actually like recommend that. I recommend looking it up on YouTube, actually, because you can watch the whole series, but as well you can just watch creepy clips because it's dated. It's 80s, but yeah. it's actually it's there are a couple of genuinely quite creepy, even though. Um, and one other one I'll mention that I think is it, it sort of sums up the whole problem with these films, but is also a good one, I think, is The Awakening which is quite average in lots of ways. It's got Rebecca Hall, Dominic West, Imelda Staunton. It's a really good cast. You know, I can't some other remember really if I've seen actors. Does it have a big sequence on a cliff? No, no, it's oh. basically all in a haunted house. Um, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a school where a kid has died kind of thing. And, yeah. and there's ghosty stuff. And the thing is, I liked it. But it did do all the things where you were you were just watching it going, I've seen this before, I've yeah. seen this before. Oh, it's the creepy photograph. Oh, it's the creepy doll's house. Oh, it's... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, there um, are a load of tropes you can just... You can roll out, basically, mm. yes. Yeah. You go the creepy doll, the creepy... Whatever. Yeah. That wasn't very expansive, was it? But, yes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I still like these films. I will still give these films the time of day, but I think they're just beginning to get to that point where i just think god there are so many of them yeah and i am a getting glut. a bit bored i feel like we need a new well, thing to happen that is exactly what i was hoping to do when i selected the films for this week's because dear listeners um this was my my choice this week and as you'll see as we sort of wend our way down the spooky path of ghost houses um i did try and go for something that wasn't your usual kind of bread and butter fare for every stop mm. on the on the path so uh, I guess that leads us nicely segueing into you, Mr. Scott, and your first film. That was a lovely segue. Thanks. Um, yes. Okay. My film, it's got quite a long title. I'm a pretty thing that lives in this house. Which I'm going to say it again. I'm a pretty thing that lives in this house. <laughs> which is a, a great title. It's a good title. It's from 2016. It's um, Netflix you know, funded original. Yes, original. I never quite know. Is it like a Netflix original? As and did they fund it from the beginning, or have they just sort of swung in and put the Netflix brand on it? If you see what I mean. And well, I'm not sure because it. generally know. they they acquire movies. They're a distribution platform anyway, aren't they? So right. they'll acquire a movie to distribute without having to brand it Netflix. So I I think it's a Netflix production is um is a production that they've sort of taken from development into I see uh into you know release. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, if anyone's listening who can correct me on that or support that, substantiate that, either way, do let us know. Yeah, um, I'd be interested too. Um, or we could try and find out ourselves, but let's not. Um, 
Directed no. by Osgood Perkins, or Oz Perkins, who's an American actor-director. Now, I'm going to mention straight away, because he's got quite a cool claim to flame. Claim to flame? Claim to flames. Claim to fame, in that he's in Legally Blonde as Dorky David. Oh, yes! It's that <laughs> dude, isn't it? Yeah. Who's a great, like, who's a great little magic bit of ingredient into the wonder of Legally Blonde. Yes. It? So, um, that's. I just wanted to mention that from the off, but... Okay, so... The plot of this film is that um, Ruth Wilson is the lead in this. Ruth Wilson, the English actress. From and she most famous, I guess, from um, uh, Luther, possibly. Luther. Yeah, yeah. Luther. And, um, and she arrives... She's She arrives... Right, sorry, let me start again. Sorry, I've already <laughs> trying to describe the plot and all I've managed basically is the title. So there's this retired horror author... An old retired horror author who has dementia, okay, and she lives in a remote New England house in America. Mm-hmm. And her sort of estate manager, so her literary sort of, you know, dude, yeah, um, has hired a, a nurse to sort of live in with her, look after her. She's, you know, she's going to die soon, this elderly author, and she's sort of lost her marbles. Okay. So, so right at the beginning, we meet Ruth Wilson, who's the sort of nurse. Uh-huh. And... That's basically the setup. She's come to be her live-in carer. She's just living in this creepy, creepyish sort of house, yeah. and just cares for this um, horror author who's old and going to die. Um, right. Yeah, and that and that's basically it. So, right at the beginning, there's this sort of voiceover from the character, the Ruth Wilson character, Lily. Mm-hmm. She's called. And she sort of, and she, and she explains right at the beginning, so this isn't spoiler stuff, she goes, um, she says she's 28 years old and she will never reach 29 years old. Right. Okay, so okay. so right away you learn that so you it know seems the narrator's least, fate. Yes. The narrator is not going to survive. And it's actually quite a cool bit because it's like, um, so that's where the title comes in. So it's about sort of two minutes into the film or something and some, and Ruth Wilson walks in the door and she sort of looks quite close to the camera, and then she breaks the fourth wall by looking directly at the camera, yeah. just as the voiceover says, "I am a pretty thing. I'm the pretty thing that lives in this house," and then you know explains that she never sees her twenty ninth birthday and stuff. Okay, okay, so so that's the setup. And on her first night in the house, um, there's this scene in the kitchen where she's having a telephone conversation with one of you know she's feeling a bit lonely because she is in an empty house with just a you know. An old woman upstairs. Yeah, so she can't. There's no one she can talk to. So she rings a friend, and something wrenches the phone out of her hands. Some unseen sort of force. Okay. Um, other creepy things like she keeps finding a corner of the rug at the base of the stairs, sort of flipped, curled up, kind of thing. But she's <laughs> oh, the only person terrifying. there. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's just a, it's just a device. Soft furnishings are slightly <laughs> out of place. I didn't plump this pillow. Um, then um. Okay, so and then so that's the narrative within the house. Creepy things start happening. Yeah, but also the old woman author is a horror author. Yes, and it starts being part of the plot that Lily Ruth Wilson is being urged to sort of what is becomes fascinated with her work and wants to read her last book, which it turns out is about a girl called Polly. And it starts to hint at, I'm not going to say whether it does or not, because I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Yeah. But it starts to hint that the author wrote this last book of hers, her most frightening work, by actually, you know, from a ghost story that happened in this house. It's based on something that happened okay. in this house. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. the narratives are there all coming together. There's the narrative of the book that 
that Ruth Wilson starts reading. There's her own narrative as she's getting more increasingly creeped out by what's happening in the house. And there's just weirdness going on with this creepy old author. And, um, yeah, so I, mean, I think that's enough plot. I don't really want to say much more because I'm trying to, as I say, I want to try and avoid spoilers. And, and, and there's not, you know, it's not a huge amount of plot. It's slow moving, you know, yeah. little sort of hints here and there. And things are left unconfirmed anyway. Sounds, by, um, sounds like there aren't many characters, either, which I guess is a, a feature of a lot of Haunted House kind of movies. But it sounds like there are quite, it's quite a sort of small cast. Yeah, there are only three or four people, uh, five or six actors, actually, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it keeps it sort of fairly, you know, it's, it could be a stage play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to come come round to my review. I think I think in ways the the I think one of the best scares is actually quite near the beginning, and so for that reason I'm going to recommend that people who are in the mood for a horror film do watch the first sort of fifteen twenty minutes and see if they're getting into it because it's that scene I talked about when the phone gets wrenched out. It's just yeah. she's got it's got it's, it's an old school phone with a long curly cable. Yeah, and um. And she's just speaking to someone, her, her mate on the phone, and it's filmed from behind. And you just sort of see the cable gradually move up as if someone's, you know, picking it up from behind. Yeah. And there's just something about it that's not, you know, it didn't make my skin crawl. You know, it's not terrifying. It was just a quite cool, creepily done moment. Yeah, yeah. And I quite like, and I quite like that. Um, and then quite soon after that, there's a bit of a sort of jump scare when the sort of old authoress suddenly appears behind her in this quite creepy way. Um. And overall, yes, I liked the film. I really did. It's well done. It's put together. Re- you know, it's classy. You know, yeah, it takes its time. Like it's got lots of, It's nicely filmed. It's got loads of slow fades. You know, it's got a good cast. The old woman author in it is great, and Ruth Wilson is great. I love Ruth Wilson. Um, um, yeah, I, I think I, she could. You know, I could watch her do anything. She's got a great kind of like screen presence. I think. A hundred percent. I totally agree. The only thing about this film, though, that did get on my wick yeah. a little was that it uses voiceover quite a lot uh, and and there was something about it because not altogether successfully yeah it's because for a start I, I stress again i think ruth, ruth wilson is great but i couldn't help thinking that her american accent was slipping a little bit but i would be interested to hear from any american listeners what they thought because like yeah. there's this bit right near the beginning when she says the author of 13 novels and she sort of says the author, the author. I don't know. To me, it did, it sounded like someone doing an accent. So I'd yeah. be interested, like I say, if anyone notices the same thing. Um, but I've just found the voiceover got under my skin and sort yeah. of started getting getting between me and enjoying the film because, like, it's a slow film, it's a serious film, and it's like it's it's writing's not terrible, but this voiceover it would be like she'd say everything so slowly. She'd sort of say things like, "Um, I wrote a bit down just to give you an example, but." And she goes, she's talking about the fact that nurses always wear white. And it, and she says, it like, it reassures the sick that I can never be touched, even as darkness folds in on them from oh. every side, closing like a claw. You know, I just, oh, it's just a God. Bit, it's just a bit <laughs> wanky. It, yes, yes. It, I just got a bit irritated with the, with, the, with the slightly repetitive every now and then voiceovers. That said... I just still think it had a goodish, you know, it was like a Sunday night TV drama, a chill, a well filmed yeah, yeah. Sunday night TV TV drama, a chiller okay. kind of thing. wasn't pro- It didn't frighten me. It creeped me out a little bit, and I'm I'm easily scared. So I don't think it's that frightening, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's fairly well done. Great acting. Um, just 
I, you know, I would have given it a higher mark if it had just not got so repetitive with this kind of irritating voiceover. But overall, I certainly thought, thanks, Ben, for giving me this. Oh, this good. Is, this is fairly entertaining so, stuff. So basically saying it is a recommend, yeah? A recommend. I, I mean, I would definitely recommend watch the first 20 minutes. If you're finding that voiceover annoying, then stop watching it. <laughs> and I don't... Oh, one more thing. Sorry, one more point I wanted to make is that we talked about how a lot of these chillers have, like, the real jump scare moments. Yeah. I quite like that, like a comedy that doesn't go for cheap laughs. I quite like this doesn't really go for cheap scares. You know, it carries on being quite subtle, which actually was quite a nice change oh, from good. the norm. At, at are, the we, moment, are we going to call this me. classy? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I think. I mean, I thought I wouldn't mind seeing more stuff directed by the same dude. Yeah. Um, and Oswald it doesn't Mosley. do anything that groundbreaking. It's just quite good. But it's definitely, though, I'm afraid, in the C camp rather than the B or A camp. Sure. Definitely C, but it's not D. No, no. Is this basically? It sounds. I was going to say to you, this sounds like a solid C, not a C plus, not a C minus, just a solid C. Yeah. Yeah. Not too shabby, but nothing to write home about. Exactamundo. Nice. But, How yeah, was that? That was good. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I still might watch it because I really love the title. And, you know, I don't want to be too partridge about things, but a good title is a great place to start. And yeah. um, and like I say, and Ruth Wilson, I think, is fab. So watching her do most things would be would be quite a good idea, I think. But she's yeah. got that sort of, um, you know, she's got that vulnerability, but also that, that kind of cheekiness to it, which I think I thought might be kind of cool in a, in a ghost story. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I was going to say the, her character in this is fairly stays a fa- it's a fairly flat character or something. So she's yeah. not like the character that I know what you mean. The sort of more you know the dia- I mean, there's not much dialogue in this film. It's all fairly cool. softly spoken. It's a softly spoken film. Like it. All right. Well, I think I'll check it out. Go. Well, uh, could Do. be a lie, but it, I, <laughs> it'll stay on my list as opposed to getting removed. Yeah. Um, okay. So, okay, so I thought that looked kind of intriguing. I loved the title. Um, and then I went for something that I had already seen something of. Because oh, for yeah. our indie comedies, I originally had a movie I was watching called Housebound. And I very conscientiously turned it off quite soon into it because it became apparent that it wasn't really an indie comedy. It was um, more of a ghost story. And I figured, actually, uh, maybe that would fit better in a different episode and actually I should go for more of an indie comedy. So... Mm. As I say, it's Housebound. It is a New Zealand film from 2014. It is, I believe, the debut feature for its director, Gerard Johnston. Essentially, it's a... Uh, uh, we start off with a woman and her partner trying to rob an ATM, uh, which goes disastrously and uh, hilariously wrong. Right. And she gets sentenced by the judge to eight months of um, house arrest, basically. So she gets sent to her mother's house. And she's obviously a bit of a tearaway. She has, uh, we find out she's a meth addict and alcoholic. And she gets sentenced to eight months in her mum's house in sort of the, uh, in, a, in a sleepy town in New Zealand with a bracelet on her ankle and a very restricted circle of movement around the house as well so she is stuck there for eight months cool like and, that Shia LaBeouf film yes which I haven't seen mm, it's terrible um, and we quickly you know we, we find out that she's she's a bit of a tear away she was obviously not a massive fan of her mum her mum is very homey she's very sort of you know very sort of quite classic country mum uh, her mum has a partner who seems very nice 
Um, and she's in this house, and a lot of it is a lot of it starts off with her sort of kicking against the restrictions of being in this house, and frankly, being horrible. And as the movie continues, well, she she uh, she's listening to the radio because she can't get on the phone. She's really annoyed about that because her mum's on the phone. And then she hears her mum talking to a radio phone-in show about ghosts in the house and ghosts she's seen. And then yeah. she confronts her mum about it, going, what are you talking about? And her mum says, well, don't you remember when you were little you got freaked out by them? And she refuses to believe it. And as the movie continues, um, she quite rapidly begins to believe that actually she's in a haunted house. And then um, the movie continues with how that haunted house sort of came about whether it is haunted or not and how they deal with the escalating situation she's sort of she's joined in um her i guess her sort of a quest is almost the wrong word but in she she is so she's this tear away right yeah i get that (laughs) yeah so when the ghost sort of stuff stops happening she doesn't really cower in fear. She tends to smack it in the face. <laughs> so when I say it's a quest, it's sort of like a quest to vanquish the house. Um, right. Because she suddenly founds out, finds out that the security guy who's detailed to respond to any incidents of her um, bracelet going off because she's left the property is also a paranormal investigator. Oh, right. <laughs> How very likely. Yes. Doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I, I, that's about as much as I can say about it. Really, there's there are you know shenanigans with her in the house. You're is... being very unspoilerific. I like. I'm it. being very unspoilerific for one very simple reason: is that heart on my sleeve, cards on the table right now. You should watch this movie. Anyone really? with ears, eyes, and a brain should watch this movie. It's <laughs> great. Um, it? It's it's really it's it's so kiwi. Um, the the mother, her mother, who is just absolutely sublime, is also the mother um, in the one who dies in the hunt for the wilder people. Oh, okay, yeah. Who's just wonderful, and she's a great you know Kiwi actress of long standing. Um, mm. But it's so like this. Apparently, this is you know this this has something to do with Peter Jackson, and you can see that the the uh, our director is definitely a bit of a Jackson acolyte because there are nods to bad taste. There's nods to the whole of his pre kind of like hobbit and the frighteners pre- yes definitely nods to the frighteners but but right though back to bad taste all the, all that sort of like because there's definitely he's not afraid of throwing blood around right oh okay it's, there's a couple of cracking gore sequences that there's they're, they're small but they're great um yeah. but mostly um it's it's the scares and the laughs and yeah so there's definitely there's definitely a sort of bad taste vibe there's definitely a jackson vibe to it but there is it's it's it, it and it's very kiwi it just it's got that you know that that very sort of like low key funny sensibility to it yeah um and it's like it's you're laughing from the first scene the first scene's hilarious and it what it does really brilliantly is it doesn't actually okay it, it won't scare your socks off but it's creepy as and there's points yeah. where you are pretty like oh that's that whoa hello i'm watching a ghost story here um <laughs> and at the same time you're also laughing your socks off Oh, cool. Um, there are nods in there to other great things. 
it obviously knows what it's doing with the genre. It it's taking the genre, it's subverting it all over the shop. It goes for like the classic tropes, like oh, the house used to be a mental asylum sort of vibe. Oh, there's a creepy neighbor next door who may have killed someone. Oh, she's vanquishing this. There is even a massive nod to one of my um, favorite underrated movies, The People Under the Stairs. Oh yes, okay, great. Um, and yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was confusing it with someone else. People under the stairs. Wes Craven. Um, yes, 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 yes. The, uh, two actors who are also in Twin Peaks. In um, yeah, it's Storson, and there's a huge nod to that. There is a just it, it just it's just having so much fun, but it's also having fun with you, and it's having fun not at the expense of it being creepy. It's definitely pretty creepy, and definitely pretty gory at points, and just a great ride. Oh, cool. I, I'm really pleased because the thing is, when you mentioned it all those episodes ago, you did kind of say, this seemed really good. I yes. turned it off. So I'm quite pleased that after all this time, it has turned out to be really good. Yeah, that's cool. absolutely. An hour and three quarters long. And that's a, that's it doesn't have to stay its welcome at all. Uh, the end. Does it stay good to the end? Did you like the end? I think it, it did. Like, I could see how some people might find it a bit silly and maybe, you know. Okay. I think it, what it's doing is it's 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 really just having fun with the genre. It's a genre it knows, it's a genre it likes, and it's and I and I was willing to have fun with it. I really was. I quite happily jumped on and uh, rode, rode the, the, the rode fun the train to the... Fun Station. It oh, was okay. uh, it's I, look. I couldn't recommend it more enough. It's a B. It's a B plus maybe. It's a B B plus. Oh B plus. I wasn't it expecting could, B it could, plus. It could dude. be a solid B. It's hard because <laughs> there's probably not a moment of absolutely sheer brilliance. It's definitely not into an A, but. It's it's you know even it being a crikingly solid B is 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 a massive recommendation. No, that sounds sounds great. And so just to check, did it actually? Because I mean, it definitely sounds. I can tell horror comedy. Did it actually make you laugh out loud? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, okay. absolutely. There's 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 laugh out louds. There's 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 chuckle out louds. There's laughs under and the I, breath. It's. I have one more question. Just um. Just because obviously you were you were making a big effort, which is great, not to be spoilerific, but is it just a quite small cast, like three or four? Um, I would. You've got maybe ten cast of ten. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I'm just trying to get a, a feeling of scale. And one more question, actually. Yes. The house. Did you say it's sort of creepy rural or just small town or? or creepy. What? It's in the middle of um, sort of in the middle of nowhere a bit. Yeah. Big mm, okay. old sort of like creaky house, and it's kind of in the middle of it. near a town. Yeah, but definitely not. Urban. Oh, good. Well, I, you know, I'd, I'd want, I'd want it to be convenient. Well, I mean, for if, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I was going to say for shopping and stuff. I think you'd still go out quite easily, but um, yeah, it's yeah. You, you certainly have a certain uh, a bit of isolation, apart from the very creepy neighbour who's next door. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Yes, good. glad to hear it. But you have, you, yeah, you have a sort of cast of minor supported characters like her parole officer, her counsellor, things like that, who drift in and do definitely add to the story there's a bit when someone gets impaled on um you know those uh like concertina washing lines that you put out oh yeah there's yeah. a point where someone gets impaled with one of those which is pretty cool oh, um, that's great yeah and overall look it's just grinning from ear to ear from from beginning to end loved it really loved it well, I'm definitely going to watch that. I might watch it after this yeah do i I might watch this after this well the best thing is I watched it without my wife and that means that i can now sit her down and show it to her and enjoy it again like that because i really want to watch it again um it's it's you know it's up there with turbo kid for me in terms of films that i just really 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 liked 
Oh, fab. I'm really, I'm yeah. Well, I'm really pleased. I'm going to watch it, and I will report back what I think. Hooray! That'd be awesome. Yay! Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So I, I was just slightly distracted because I just looked up the actress, you know, from <coughs> Hunt for the Wilder People. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, great. I, I was going to try and pronounce her name, and I will try and pronounce it. It's, it's Rima Tabiata, I think, but I think that's probably. Um, it is hard to tell with with with, with, with pronunciations. It. Yeah, it, they can be not how you would expect. So yeah, I can yeah. Well done, you did it. I tried, but mm. she's brilliant. As in, uh, as is Morgana O'Reilly, who's the our main protagonist, who's just you know a bit hardcore and um, and quite fun. But was in Neighbours for quite or for a year or something. I, I think. Oh, yeah. oh good. Uh, but she's cracking. Love her. Everyone in it is is just great. Okay. Well, shall we? Um... Oh, actually, sorry. There's something I did. There's something I, I forgot to say. There is an awesome use of a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> you know cool. how creepy those things are anyway <laughs> yeah. so you've got I don't think it's going to spoil anything to say a possessed Teddy Ruxpin is just brilliantly used okay it's very very cool sorry okay. sounds fair. I feel like I, I, the thing is I've got loads of questions I want to ask but I don't want to ask them because I feel like it will get spoilerific and you've just that's I the feel thing like, I, I can look I at my notes I don't, I don't actually want to talk about it anymore I want to stop this podcast yeah. now and go and watch it because yeah. anything I anything I tell you even will give away a gag and I wouldn't want it even if I gave you something gave you something that I thought I'd put down in my notes that I loved mm. I, I watch it now and I go actually if I tell you this now you're just that you're going to expect that gag and you, and you yeah. won't think so. Maybe we can talk about a couple of those things after, but not on the podcast, yeah. so we don't ruin it for everyone else. Well, the other thing is that I always think, like, you know, when people, I, I, I do take spoilers and not giving spoilers quite seriously. Yeah, and I can see why people get up in arms about it, and I disagree with something because I personally think you should try and avoid spoilers, even if the film is fifty years old, because I just think you should. I think there's a I certain think, point where you like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe I wouldn't spoil the end of Casablanca. You know, who she I don't, no, I, the thing is, like, obviously there are some films that have become so well known, but I still think if you are assuming that some people that are listening to it have not seen the end, then it's best not to discuss the end or at least do spoiler I alert agree. warnings before I do not think, I don't think that caveat works when you're talking about um, a, uh, a a true, a, a movie made about a true life event like Apollo no, 13 okay, fair, or fair enough. Perfect Storm or whatever, where you kind of go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that knowledge is but, out there. But one other point I was going to mention is that um, I don't like it when people talk about the twist, you know. And oh, I think when, when often... they say the twist, you mean? Yeah, just whenever people, if you if you make a big play of talking about the film having a twist, yeah, you're, you know, you're it's always really annoying because you're looking for the twist, the twist, and that's a spoiler in itself in a different way. But you know, you can understand why because if the film's got a big twist, then obviously it's going to be the main talking point. But well, yeah, anyway, anyway, minor grumble, not a twist. There's a third movie to talk about. Yes, it's The Unfolding yeah. from 2016. And I don't know what it is about The Unfolding, but as a title, I kept forgetting what the title was. Me too. Was. It's one of the most forgettable <laughs> titles in history. The Unfolding. It is laughable. Oh, yeah, yeah I it does sound like it's not a terrible reverse title, laundry it's day. Not a, yeah, it's not a good title, is it? No, it's not. I, I think they I think they must have gone for like, you know, simplicity being exciting mm. or whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah, so, the unruffling. <laughs> so it is. Yes, uh, it is the unfolding. Yeah, from 2016, um, it's um, 
it's a sort of uh, found footagey type film, really, which I was not aware of when I selected it. Um, yeah, it's directed by someone with an awesome name. They're called Eugene McJing. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but yes, he's also is... the writer. I think. Yes, I think it's. Yeah, I yeah. Think or co-writer yeah yeah but it is a um it is a sort of found footage movie mm. and we can move on to that later we've talked about found footage in other episodes and we can uh, certain things that we have about that genre but um do you want to give us a pricey or, or shall i well let's sh- let's let's share the, the 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 duties shall we but yeah i mean it starts it's 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 you see the very start is this parapsychologist and his girlfriend you don't know that he is straight away but he you know they're driving along and they're driving along in dartmoor in the west country um, and they visit a tour and stuff. And basically, well, sorry, I'm giving into too much detail. They go to a haunted house because he's a parasite. Oh, no, I don't think there's too much detail because the, the drive, the drive at the beginning actually frames quite creepily them going to this mm. haunted house. There is a certain amount of, well, what it does is it 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 does two things. It introduces there's a sort of creepiness to, to it, but it also introduces via the radio one of the most important aspects of this movie. Okay, yeah, the, the the different thing about this movie is that the story is basically a haunted house story, but it's set against the backdrop of the approaching an approaching nuclear war. Yes, or potential approaching nuclear war, let's say. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, there I go. Spoiler. Um, and, uh, yeah, which is told, I mean, you just keep hearing them listening to the radio and yes. lots of these clips of, like, radio, you know, newscasters talking potential about Potential Cuban how, missile crisis, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so there, I can't quite work out if they're supposed to be really long-term relationship or if this is a relatively new relationship. But either way, the parapsychologist and his girlfriend turn up at this creepy house because they've been told he's just come to investigate it because it's a they've heard that it's a haunted house. It's basically yeah. it, isn't it? And when he first turns up, this was a bit I was slightly unclear about, dude. Yes. But there's a guy there who's waiting for them who's a sort of friend, and then, and then doesn't he leave straight away? Yeah, he basically goes, here's the keys, bye, and just disappears. Oh, yeah. And and that's supposed to, it, it's because he's he's had a scary night there, so he just gets, that bloke gets the hell out of it. Yeah, it's very much away. like, okay, you guys, you're welcome to it, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Then um, the plot develops, uh, you know, creepy things quite quickly start happening. Another character is involved in basically a friend of the main parapsychologist dude who's who comes to sort yeah. of help investigate because he's heard, you know, he's just interested in the house also. And I, I, what's, what, what elements of the plot do you think we should draw out of this? Well, point, I, th- I think basically as even before their friend arrives, things start to happen, but they don't happen in a kind of very quick, rushy way. It, it's more small things that might be mistaken for something else and then things that couldn't be mistaken for something else but are still not it's not like so many haunted house movies or so many um ghost stories like that where you know they're there for a night and all hell breaks loose they're there for a night and you know a, a chair gets moved they're there for another night and then there's a mm. great scene where they come into the kitchen and all the forks have just been stuck in the wall oh, yeah. um and it's there's things like that but it's not at that point, it doesn't feel like they're in any peril. It no. just feels more like they're in a place of activity. So I don't think it doesn't do that kind of hell for leather thing. No, no, um, definitely. And true. then it, as it progresses, another a, there is a little bit more hell for leather. There is a bit more hell for leather that does that does um, progress, and the parapsychology. Um, 
professor from yes, the, from the university up. turns up with yeah. a psychic in order to try and deal with this phenomenon. Driving a Ford car, I noticed. Oh, I did not notice that, but well <laughs> done you. Um, and this is all still framed car. very much with the backdrop of the potential impending nuclear holocaust. Yes. And I, I can't quite figure out if we need to say any more. I mean, no, that's basically I don't it. think it's a, we, it's a haunted house story. There are, you know, certain characters get more caught up in 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 certain get caught up in it in a very personal way. Yes, certain characters want to get the hell out of there. Other characters are. But don't you realise we're witnessing? You know, we've got to try and record this. You know, it's fairly yeah. um, standard haunted house stuff in that sense, and. As we said, as it's found footage, so you've got cameras stationed outside the house, and you've got cameras stationed with, throughout the, the house, house, and they're also holding cameras. Yeah. Also at various times, but just quickly, I've whined a lot about my how sick making I find found footage stuff. It's not nearly as bad as some in that. Well, sense. a lot it's of it was static camera all. and things, wasn't it? Because yeah, there's lots of static camera because he's so. a paranormal researcher. He puts up cameras on rigs around the house so we know we've yeah. got that sort of static camera vibe exactly so it, that was quite nice speaking as a sickly child who doesn't yes. like the ham cam shaky stuff well speaking as a grumpy person who doesn't <laughs> generally like found footage because you can't see the reason for it um mm. well unless there is a reason for it as we've said before um i was quite pleasantly surprised by the the, the, the about how they justified the found footage i thought mm. that the, the, the very simple and it's what a lot of people need to take note of that give these people a reason to keep filming. The reason mm. is he's researching this. Yeah. So he's trying to document it all. Great. There's a reason. You don't need any more reason than that. He's filming because even when they're in the middle of horrible things happening, that's why he's there. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. for me, I thought that really worked. I really liked that as a conceit. I thought actually, it's not it's not hard to come up with, but it's not a bunch of teens who are filming and for some reason don't put the camera down. It's a person who is researching this phenomena and wants to document as much of it as he can. Well, briefly, what was the third film in our in our um, our found footage episode? I can't remember the title. Terrible Irish thing oh, with those that's teens. Terrible. Yeah, we're going to have to remember the title. I'm going to have to look it up, dude. Sorry, that's this fine. is going to have to... I feel like I need to remember it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Invoked. Okay, Invoked. everyone. There we go. I wanted to mention our last found footage horror episode, which is way, way, way ages ago now. But our combo film that time was Invoked, yeah. which was an Irish um, set um, found footage film. And in that, we both got very irritated with the shouty... Oh, the constant screaming, shrieking. Christ shrieking. on the bike, I'd forgotten about that. And it's just, it is constant in that film. And even before they start shrieking, they're sort of, they're very hard to understand. In this film, there's not, there's hardly any of that sort there's of hardly just any. I, I got the Blair feeling Witch climax screaming, no. screaming, you know, there's, there's hardly any of it. It's, but, um, I didn't yeah. think this, I don't think this was an improvisational thing. No, it's much. I think this more is a, this is a much more tightly scripted movie. It's not kind of like, oh, let's get some teen actors together and just film them and see what happens. Yeah, um, I'm still at a stage where we've. I feel like we're slightly skirt, slightly skirting round. Yes, just knowing you as I do and the, and your tenor, I yeah. am guessing we might actually be on slightly different places with this movie. But let's find I, out. I I think we are as well. Yeah. 
I did not like this film. I really, really very enjoyed much this all. film. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I am really surprised. I really I'm enjoyed really... it. Nothing oh, like but, Housebound, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty damn good. There's two oh, things. Oh, that's great. I'm glad there's, you liked him. There's two things I really liked about it. Um, okay. Uh, three things I really liked about it actually I liked the fact that I've already mentioned that it was a slow build and it didn't Mm. just kind of go right here you are in the middle of hell yeah I really liked the idea that they had thought about how do we keep these people filming Mm. and I really liked the idea that it was set against this backdrop of the nuclear holocaust which actually made so much sense because Mm. essentially they do sort of reference it throughout the movie Mm. that yes you could leave and she sort of wants to leave but actually the outside world is just as terrifying. Yeah, as it's the kind of thing like house. you might as you might as well. There's no point leaving because yeah. it's, it's what, pretty awful it's out there. It's pretty yeah. bloody awful if you leave. So, look, you you're in this. You're in whether you're in the house or you're outside the house. Your life is in peril potentially. So you mm. might as well be there with your friends. And at least here's something you can hang on to. Now, sure, there were silly moments. The psychic is pretty silly. The professor isn't that great. Um, oh, the, actually, the, the professor was the one person I liked in it. Oh, okay. this, this, this is where I'm coming from. Yeah. I found all the acting to be quite substandard. Oh. Um, and I, and I, but apart from the professor, and I'm not saying he was, you know, Laurence Olivier, but to, yeah. he was the only one I kind of like. I can, I can handle watching him on screen. I did find all of the leads quite annoying, and I think that's the thing. I think, just you know, sometimes when you start watching a film, if you get off on the wrong foot with a film yeah then every little bit can you 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 sort of turn into it it sort of becomes like you become like a black hole where everything that you see sort of um is sucked into you to to strengthen that opinion that you've started to get about the film and i think that's the thing i got into a bad place with this film quite early on (laughs) i was sort of finding it a bit like i was finding it a bit like it did that paranormal activity thing where it was just it kept going to those outside shots of the house. Yeah. Then there'd be another scene. Then it kept going to those outside shots of the house. And it just be, I, for me, I started feeling like, oh, this is just filler. This is really annoying. And I didn't, I didn't hate uh, this film. Interesting. I'm not getting, I'm not getting, I'm not getting keyed up to sort of say, I loathe this film. I'm yeah. definitely not there, but I just found the acting quite substandard. I found the script at times pretty ripe and I just, I wasn't really into it. Yeah, and as well, the, I, I, I totally agree. I like the sort of just the chain. I like the difference of the, um, you know, set against the backdrop of the potential yeah. nuclear whatever. I like that, and I totally agree that I liked um, the way the the cameras were used and stuff. Though that that passed your your Blair Witch test yeah. from last time. But I just once I'd found them annoying, I couldn't get into it. And it just, yeah, so by the end of it, I was just getting so bored of, like, it would just be a bit of a creepy scene. Then it'd be another shot of the outside of the house. Then it'd be another bit when them sitting around listening to the radio. Then there'd be another creepy scene. Then there'd be another shot from the outside of the house. Do you know what I mean? It does get a bit oh, repetitive. I do, but I, I see, I didn't find like that. And I thought that those, those shots of the outside of the house and stuff, a lot of that served to reinforce how it wasn't chaos. Mm. There was like it, it made it sort of grounded it a bit. Like actually, you know, look, it's daylight. This is because what, what a lot of this did as well was like there was a lot of stuff happening in daylight, which I really like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I just thought it reinforced that kind of thing of like there are some creepy things happening. I also kind of liked when um, you got to the sort of the more supernatural element, the way they split it into two bits and the way that that worked. Um, 
But I, I essentially, I didn't find these people anywhere near as annoying as you did. I think I had very much the reverse situation. Is I started watching this going, this is probably going to be terrible, isn't it? Mm. And, and the more I watched it, in the first 10 minutes, I started going, I'm... I'm sort of enjoying this, actually. Well, the thing I'm, is, as well... I'm, I'm, this is, oh, I, I quite like this. Well, I like the first five or ten minutes on Dartmoor. Yeah. The bit when they go... I really like that scene, so I was kind of into it as well. I don't know why it lost me. I, oh. I find it hard to put... I don't know what... But it did. I mean, again, we've I've said this before about you. Your enthusiasm for a thing has been known to sway <laughs> my opinion in the past. So, you know, you're making me think, you know what, I should give it another go, but... I did definitely by the end of it. I was just waiting for it to end, oh, which no. is not a good. That's not a good place no, no, to be. Absolutely with a film, not. Is no, absolutely not. So I, I, so I, I totally d- wasn't. I it, it came oh, to Newmont. I thought this to Newmont is silly. This is certainly <laughs> not a class movie. But at the same time, I've really enjoyed watching it. Like it has a lot of. The, it does does do quite 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 bang. Yeah, but I found them quite effective. Quite 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 bang. So it didn't really bother me. I thought they were kind of you know they were quite well done. Um, well, it does stick to doing fairly. Sim- it's fairly simple. A lot of it's just through the sound, you know, which yeah. is fairly effective. You know, this one quite an early, definitely a jump scare is like I think they're just sleeping in, lying in bed. You know, it's night time. Yeah, you suddenly just hear a really quite loud um, child baby scream type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I yeah, I'm not going to change change my opinion wholly. No, no, I definitely that's fine. Just, did not like the the sort of script and the actors, so <laughs> that's two fairly basic things to not be getting on with. But I did, yeah. That all that said, you know, I didn't hate it. Just definitely for me, this is definitely a D. And um, it oh, but one thing though is that going back to Invoked, that terrible film combo film from this is so the, much better than Invoked. So much better than Invoked. So much better than Invoked. But I'm still going to call it a D. Fine. Well, I'm firmly. Firmly in the C camp on this because I. You sound C plus. No, I don't think I'm C plus because I, I think the end is a bit too, a bit too ropey to be C plus. But I do think, um, you know, as, as the the horror escalates, it, it gets a bit silly. Although there's some great blood pouring out of a keyhole sequence. Well, like, do you know what? I'm just really pleased that you quite liked it because yeah. like, half of the reason, you know, I was there going, oh god, this is Ben's going to hate this. Oh god, Ben's gonna hate this. Bit. Oh, that! Oh, I can't believe they just did that. But he's gonna hate this bit. And then I kept thinking about the camera, going, "Would he have the camera now? Would he have the camera now? Is Ben gonna get annoyed about this bit?" So no, yeah. no, I bought into that I'm glad you liked quite it. early on, and I just like I say, I really like the idea of setting it. I think that the Holocaust or the impending Holocaust gives you a um, quite a nice, a nice setting. Again, you know, it's it's interesting. It's very rare that you see a movie with uh, a kind of um, an unseen potential threat background yeah i mean it's not a physical mm. background it's like a mental background it's quite interestingly done and i just yeah I, more than anything else i just sort of enjoyed it really i just watched yeah. it and went oh this is really good oh that's good yeah i'm very pleased for you dude thanks i I'm, didn't i i am <laughs> displeased for you <laughs> thank you oh but well, that's good i do like it i feel like we've not actually disagreed properly for a few episodes now so it's quite nice to disagree yeah. fight yeah. fight fight but, um, yeah, for me, like this this time round, often you know we'd have one bum movie and one oh this was good movie, and this time round, mm. to be honest with you, I've had a lovely time. I had one absolutely oh, great. great movie, and one I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, well, I enjoyed my film, and I didn't enjoy this film, but I still kind of as a good time, and I've enjoyed hearing about Housebound. It sounds great. I oh, watch that. So good, so good. Thing. But now, that's in the um, past now. Yeah. And I have a confession. Is it? 
we're going to have to watch a movie that you've seen 25 times. (laughs) We're watching this movie called Airplane. No, it's a live on air. Normally, we discuss the genres beforehand and we decide it, we thrash it out. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, show behind the wizard's curtain too much. You know what I mean? (laughs) That sounds Um, quite disturbing. I know, it sounds horrible. Don't look behind (laughs) the wizard's curtain. It's fungus. But I I don't know what genre we should do, so I think we need to talk about it live on pod right now. What genre should we choose? I have no idea. Christ, that doesn't help. I know. What about westerns? Yes, I've barely seen any westerns. Let's do it. Okay. That was easy, wasn't it? Yeah, excellent. That's one of the big holes in my um, watching. (laughs) Movie wall. Yeah, that's one of my big movie holes. I well, have I'm not def- been a big Western guy, so well, um, I, would I am love definitely to Western a Western me. guy. I'm a, I, I love a Western. Um, so uh, the only problem is um, whether we try and choose one for our listeners so they can join in. I think what we might have to do mm-hmm. is tweet that and put that on the Facebook page. Okay. Because there's a certain amount of picking that goes into that combo film then I'm not sure we could do live on air. Well, I just think it would be incredibly boring to do live on air. Yeah. Oh, there are so many as well. We've yeah, got to this pick is, them well. Now we are getting an incidence of Man on Podcast reads Netflix. I know. Five Card Stud, Posse, Red River, Will Penny, Aces High, Open Range, Pony Express. I would there like to apologise for this, listeners. <laughs> Jono hasn't been reading long. He does like to practice. <laughs> oh, wow. Is it? Oh, oh, no. So, yeah. faced with okay. an overwhelming glut of westerns on Netflix, <laughs> we will be notifying anyone who wants to play along via uh, our Twitter feed, which uh, is at rewatchanything, via the Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash rewatchanything. Um, and if you want to email us to ask us, we're rewatchanything at gmail.com, <laughs> and we'll certainly email you right back and let you know what the movie is. But if you want to email us anything else, like uh, what you thought of Housebound, or what you thought of... Um, if anyone else out there did watch The Unfolding, it would be really interesting. Now we've got our our split thoughts on it, whether you go Ben Camp or Jono Camp, or yeah. uh, uh, any other way. But um, <laughs> maybe it's your favourite film ever. But if you've got any other yeah, suggestions, we'll, we'll try and incorporate those in future podcasts, which has yeah. you know, been quite successful before. Yeah, and it's very much our thing, these future podcasts. That's what we like to think about. That's what we, <laughs> I guess what I guess we you spend a great deal of time thinking about the next one. <laughs> yeah, no, I am sorry. That's really lame of me. I haven't got any excuses. No, I quite like the fact we'd end up with Westerns because I wouldn't have chosen that. No, it's a good one. I'm pleased. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so, that's it for this time around. Hopefully, oh. you've been given some brain food for thought on a few ghost movies. <laughs> um, get in touch. And we will be in your ears very shortly in a sort of Western kind of way. Watch out for the combo movie that you can play along at home with. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, it does mean an awful lot. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye, everyone.